This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In CISO. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 4, Brighton a 4th, are we? I think we are. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll check that. I don't know about I it. I think we are. Something like that. <laughs> um, check. But anyway, all that really matters is Brighton, Brighton are very, very good at football, ladies and gentlemen. But so we good that we're 6th place, Ryan. Of... 6th place, sorry. I thought yeah. we were 4th. I, I think I we were 4th. Yeah. We were 4th as of full time yesterday. That was it. I yeah, think. maybe that was it. Yeah, sorry. And now, and now you know. spread misinformation. Yeah. Because we filmed yeah, this straight after the noted. game. That's yeah, exactly. It's definitely not Sunday night and we're all absolutely Yeah, yeah I'm very sorry. This definitely isn't... Yeah, yeah. Maz's in bed, if you want it, if you want us to know. Um, no, I'm joking. I actually don't know where he is either, to be honest with you. But nor do me and Ben. Um, but all that matters is Jack has been able to fill in last minute. So thank you, yeah. Jack, for coming on. Um, mate, you. how are you doing? Yeah, it's slightly sunburned. You can probably see. Uh, just had an exciting <laughs> day out at Luke versus... <laughs> Lid versus Kingstonian in the FA Cup first preliminary round. Lid so versus that, Bottle Cap. Yeah. Um, had some amazing jerk food at the game. Like, genuinely, best footy scran I've ever come across. Like, I'm a very big fan of I was jerk. like Chet Hanks my full time. Um, <laughs> Chet Hanks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. So, uh, had a nice day. It was nice. good. Had fun. And uh, other Love than that, that, I'm great. And, and Ben, Looking how are you, forward. mate? Good, very good. Enjoyed yesterday. It was a great, great laugh. Um, yeah, very good day. Um, and then I was working today, which was pretty busy, but glad to be doing this now. Um, and yeah, talk about the Mighty yeah. Albion. We've got a lot to cover. A very historic episode. Um, we obviously, yeah, we're going to do the match We've first. We do. Yeah, a lot to talk about. Obviously, the the everything of the week is insane I mean as a day of being a Brighton fan it's mad when you think about the week in general the pavilion was lit up blue and white beforehand but we can talk about all of the Europa League stuff uh, in good time obviously Ansu Fati as well signing um, in fact I'll touch on that first Ansu Fati signing because obviously he came out of Carlos Beleba, um before the game nice little stand on ovation um, I don't know about you though Ben or, or Jack actually I'll go with Ben I don't know about you but I felt like maybe just some highlights or something just just some something on the screens um, just to keep it a little bit more interactive I just felt like it was a, a little bit harsh on them just to come out and then just walk <laughs> back down I, it was a bit hard but I don't know about you I guess it was a bit underwhelming but we're never going to be like Barca and Real Madrid where we make them force them to do kick, kick, uh, keepy ups even if they can't <laughs> do them because that just it's just embarrassing. Yeah. I just remember the Osman Dembele one, the iconic one where he couldn't even do like two in a row. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you mean. Some highlights on the screen would have been nice. I didn't even see them come out because I was just in the concourse with a lot of, imagine, a lot of other people, <laughs> were, unfortunately. But yeah, that, it would have been nice to have seen them. But I saw a video, so I basically could say I see them. But yeah, I get, I do get what you mean. I was the concourse. It was a bit underwhelming. Yeah. I do, I do agree. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna miss. I I never normally go. I'm I'm quite guilty for. It. I never normally go out till literally as the ball's about to be kicked. But 
Um, I did want to see him and um, see what see what we made of it, but yeah, it was about as good as you'd probably expect a, a Brighton announcement to be. It was. I like I like the video announcement. And, uh, there's a bit of an applause. The video announcement they done for Fatty was yeah. nice. Yeah. You know, showing him the history and that sort of thing. And oh, what a beautiful touch when they use the commentary of saying, "Is this Brighton or Barcelona? Is this Barcelona or Brighton?" I thought that was obviously a great touch with him being a yeah. Barcelona player. Yeah, I really did like that. It was quite. A, I wouldn't say an emotional moment, but it was. I guess it was kind of emotional moment watching him, watching a Barcelona player who has number 10, who took the number 10 from Lionel Messi, who's been dubbed as the next Messi and the person to take over from him. And now he's at Brighton on a week we've, you know, been drawn in the Europa League against some unbelievable historic clubs in Europe. Um, so yeah, to then have Fatty as well, it was just, yeah, an incredible moment watching that video. It did, it did hit hard. It's going to be a bit of a rude awakening for him coming to England, isn't it? With that name Fatty on the back. But um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, chance coming. But uh, I don't know about you, Jackie. It's it's buzzing to have a big name like Ansu Fatty, not just for on the pitch, but off it as well. It's got a lot of attention around and given a real boost, I think, a bit of a buzz around the name of Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a really big signing. Probably one of the best young players in the world. Um, I only really... I did... Not, not another amazing Jack prediction, but another amazing Jack prediction. I did say if we're going to sign someone, it is going to be someone bolt from the blue. We're not really going to get a link. You know, it, it, in this world of football transfers that, you know, there's such an industry around it and some of the industry is great. You know, I think it's quite exciting. Probably not when it happens to our club because I do find myself a bit of a hypocrite moaning at some football journalist. And then I realise actually if that was another club, I'd find that really interesting and exciting. Um, but it seemed weird in this time where every transfer we seem to know about for weeks beforehand, like build up and build up and build up and build up. But this one just appeared. So I don't know whether it was worked on for many weeks, whether we just got him out of nowhere, but it's a huge signing mm. for the club um, to come from Barcelona to Brighton. Um, it does sound like that Barcelona are pretty desperate for money, so that might indicate... Yeah. Imagine like, Brighton you know, Albion helping Barcelona out for money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> mental. It's, uh, it. Yeah, I think we've got some weird-ass deal on this. Like, I think we're, we're like not paying his wages or giving him an upfront fee or something. I read like that. Mm. So, uh, I, thought it was, I, think, I think we're paying 80% of his wages, some of that. Well, we? I think, I think maybe. someone told me that we're paying uh, his wages, but we're not doing it as a wage. So we're, we're just paying a lump sum for the whole year because they need the money now or something. That's what, that's what someone told oh, me. Right. I'm not an insider, but... Um, I think they're quite desperate for money. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's good to have a player of his talent here. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if it means we can try and snatch him off and then by the end yeah. of the next season. I, I could see that being very unlikely. Yeah, very uh, unlikely. Just because of how highly regarded. I think Xavi said as well that he wants him back. But yeah, sorry, yeah. Ben, go on. He, uh, yeah, he, yeah, Xavi did say, because he, he they have like three pretty top like top talents on their books at the moment and they couldn't, Xavi couldn't promise them all first in football. Was that that Yamal guy as well who's like, 16, who's just been called up to the Spain squad as well. I don't know if that is his actual name, but something like that, isn't it? And then they've got another bloke as well who's just coming through. But the weirdest part about the whole thing, like obviously being a local lad and knowing what Lansing is like, sorry to everyone that lives in Lansing, but the fact you had Barcelona's number 10 driving through Lansing, driving past the harvester or wherever it was, it just, I could not wrap my head around that. The fact that Ansu Fati was in Lansing (laughs) of all places in the whole entire world. It is. Yeah. It's quite. It's quite crazy. And it's, it's only going to get crazier. Things. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw. Sorry, uh, I've got a bit of a delay on my side, but yeah. um, I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw the um, the thing that I put on um, of that. I don't know who it was. So I am sorry to whoever this is. If she does listen to see your social, probably doesn't. But um, I never normally drag out people. But there was someone that was just getting baited every time, and I put that thing on saying I saw him in Shoreham, and this is obviously when it was a little bit of a. You know, I, I thought it, I was being trolled by Brighton Bubble and, and then Owen. I thought they were literally just on a wind up together, trying to get as many interactions until like all of a sudden saw Fabrizio put the tweet out. But yeah, I, I think I put on a thing of an edit saying I saw him in Shoreham and I was, she was saying, yeah, yeah, prove it. So I said, okay, I've got a photo. Put the photo on of him on Shoreham Beach, obviously the worst Photoshop in, you will ever see. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I think. Once that happened, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sorry, but sure." And all of a sudden, as you say, Ben, to see him in Lansing, it's just insane. Like that is actually, I could have put on literally Anzu Fati was near the harvester in Lansing, and it would. <laughs> like that's that is so weird. weird. But it's so yeah, odd. 
is. But yeah, anyway, it was enough about Anthony Fatty. We want to talk about Brighton, the team we got in a minute, because as much as we say he's a great player, it's going to be still very, very difficult to break into this side at the moment because Solly March was fantastic yesterday. Jao Pedro was very good as well. Karim Matoba was very good. And not to mention the man up front as well, which we'll get on to. Um, but to start off, I, I want to just say, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to just dig out Dan Berg because I don't, I don't want to do that. This is a podcast, but you not notice how many times he was having these little digs at Evan Ferguson, him and Cher, how they both stayed on the pitch. I've got no idea, but for the first time in a long time, We've got a player like Ferguson, Ben, who can take these little digs, take these little shots, but he's going to come back and be angry and get get a hat trick. We've never had that before. No, it's, it is. It's so mad to see like, us having a strike like that, and just the kind of the fallout from today and listening to Talksport. Um, just whilst I was working, I know um, <laughs> they were obviously comparing him to like Kane and Haaland, and even that, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you know we've got an eighteen-year-old yeah. striker at Brighton, and he's been already been dubbed as the next Kane he's got he looks like he runs like Haaland he's got a left foot like Haaland but has the movement like Harry Kane and the passing ability like Harry Kane um, and yeah and also the strength when I was seeing him in between the centre-backs and the defenders he just looks like a grown man compared to them despite being 18 years old and just his age is just I can't wrap my head around either um, but yeah he is going to be very very good and I, I think I saw your tweet or someone else's tweet saying that the best thing for him will be staying at the club for foreseeable and I hope he does because obviously yeah, he's yeah, on a new but... contract recently and I hope he does kind of stick to that and does give us at least like two or three years or three years at least that would be brilliant for him um but he's been yeah he was incredible and yeah looks 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 very good in between some pretty physical centre-backs yesterday mm. do you agree Jack that you know not necessarily about Ferguson being a great player great asset but also just as a as a player 18 years old it's not unrealistic to say that the best place he can possibly be at the moment and for the next few years is here. Yeah, I mean, he I, he needs to play here. Um, I think he's one of these players who I think he, he very much wants minutes as well in all his interviews and he, he's quite grounded in that. Um, I do agree with you. I have no idea how Byrne or Shah stayed on the pitch. I'm not sure who uh, no tackled idea. him really late on. I think it. I believe it was. Uh, so I believe it was Shah who tackled Lamptey, but they played advantage. Um, so then he didn't get. Yeah, yellow. that was it. Oh no, it was so Burn. It was Burn that just completely. Was it Burn? Clatt- it yeah, was Burn someone. completely yeah. clattered Lamptey. And I was thinking, how are you? What are you doing that for? Lamptey's like the smallest guy on the pitch. You know how tiny he is from your time at Brighton. Yeah, and you've just picked on him like it's a cheap shot from Dan Burn. I think he had a bit of a torrid afternoon, to be honest. I think Dan Burn couldn't handle Ferguson. I thought Ferguson's all-round play was amazing. He was dropping really deep, deep, bringing the ball back, you know, sort of making these nice little touches in central midfield and sort of almost... It was it was like watching Kane. When Kane is at his best, he's that sort of striker yeah. and where he can sort of, you know, provide so much more than just goals. And I think that second goal was such a superb, instinctive finish. Um, I think Pope will be a little disappointed with it. I think he'll be disappointed with at least two of the goals. Um, the third one wasn't really his, but let's not take anything away from Ferguson. He was he was fantastic, and it was it was a joy to watch him. Um, yeah, especially I agree. Burn. And you mentioned him coming back deeper. Um, yeah, yeah, against Burn. I, I can't be honest; it was quite funny. And I, I didn't go into that game with too much spite towards Burn, but towards mm. the end of it, I think it was just quite funny to see him get done with how it went, and obviously the way he celebrated at St James's. I just thought, you know what? Who cares? Um, but Did, more didn't agree with the, the booze though, Jack. About him, I didn't agree with the booze, especially in the first half when they, he hadn't really yeah. done anything. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I, 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 yeah, I, I don't I was, really care. I was one of my own. <laughs> I was one of the only one of my friends who really liked Dan Burn. And I did used to did used to prop him. I actually went into the club shop once and bought a Dan Burn shirt, and they said, "Oh, I've never done one of those before," <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, but you know, I I still like Dan Burn. I think he I think he's a good servant to the club. Um, I think he moved to his dream club. He is probably going to get found out a little bit now at the level they're at. You know, with the you know one thing I think will be a good laugh is watching him versus Mbappe. That's going to be that's going to be a serious <laughs> one in the Champions League. Um, we will see that what is happens. So mad, Dan and there's Mbappe. that very quick winger who plays for Dortmund. Is it? I can't remember what his name is. A really young one. Adeyemi. Is it? Uh, yeah, Adeyemi. It's it? going to be a sight to behold. And and this is also not talking down Dan Burn as well. Um, I think he's a great player, but yeah, he did get found out yesterday, and th- they look so much different without Botman. 
with Botman, they yeah, look a, a different team. Plus for us. And um, I think I think some uh, Newcastle fans said, if we haven't got Botman, we're a different team. And yeah, that, that's what happened really. So yeah, it's a great performance. Yeah. And Botman did a good job against Liverpool last weekend and until they managed to concede two in a row after about five yeah. minutes. So I don't know, Newcastle are a strange team so far, I've got to be honest. This season, they've really surprised me. I, I did go into this game very, very worried. Uh, I've got to be honest, I wasn't confident at all. Uh, just based on how we've sort of been on the counter-attack, I thought it could be a bit susceptible to them. Obviously, Callum Wilson's amazing record against us, but no, they, we really just shut them off. And I think a big credit goes down to, uh, obviously, Jan-Paul Jan Van Hecker, uh, but also Billy Gilmore. I thought both of them two, particularly in that first half, were immense. Um, they, Van Hecker was winning everything. That first challenge he made on Isak, I think it was, that ran through, uh, was, was, was great. And I thought that that sort of set the tone, really, um, alongside obviously Verbruggen at the back and you know, it was his first real game where he didn't have to have a bit of a calamity in front of him it was a, a, a chance to really see a bit of Verbruggen and you know, you know that good save and the good distribution as well um, but yeah I don't know about you Ben but Billy Gilmore has given me real future captain vibes that performance yesterday uh, he's only 22 years old and, and I thought it was such a composed performance but yeah I'm going far but wow. he played the Alex McAllister role really really well yeah, he did. No, he did. And it's good to see. It's good to see him still going. Um, I, yeah, I can't see him really dropping off. And I hope for his sake as well, and for our sake, that he's going to be a first-team regular now and won't kind of find his way out of the team. Um, obviously, Dahoud's had to kind of make way as well for him. But unfortunately for Dahoud, for, unfortunately for Dahoud Billy Gilmore's still playing well. Um, and yeah, no, I do I'd see, I see. I do get what you're saying about kind of being a leader. I think he will kind of grow into that role as well for being a leader. Maybe Scottish, not... isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any, anyone that's Scottish just automatically has to be a leader. And I think he does it quite well. And I've, you know, I think we see videos and we kind of know a bit about his personality. He's got great banter as well. And he seems to get on well with like the Adam. He has a little click with Adam Webster, Lewis Duncan, that sort of crew. So I'm sure he's learning a lot of, uh, off, yeah. off of them for sure. He seems like a very nice lad like yeah. uh, from what it's coming across. I do remember having, when we were allowed to take selfies and pictures outside the stadium um, <laughs> on the line. You know, not anymore, fired. not anymore. Uh, yeah, um, yeah uh, not that I care. That's something I care so little about. Sorry if that makes me a real like bar humbug kind of guy, but I don't, I don't care if you can't have <laughs> selfies. Like it will not change my life. Um, but um, 14 year old me would have been kind. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but we were singing a Billy Gilmore song to him, and I've never seen someone look so bewildered, man. He looked like he didn't even, he couldn't grasp the concept of the song. He's like, what are you singing? And I was, is like, it, is it, was it the Billy Gilmore? <laughs> Billy Gilmore, Billy Gilmore. To the uh, Proclaimers 500 yeah, miles. Yeah, and yeah. we like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like that. And just sort of gave up. But no, I think if Ferguson hadn't scored a hat trick, Billy Gilmore would have been man of the match. Oh, but, see, I would you know, have said Van Heck. I agree. Well, see, see, Van Heck and Billy oh, Gilmore, yeah, two well, great performances. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Van, Van Heck is only only trouble was uh, that Callum Wilson goal, and that's the only reason yeah. that yeah. He physically that was so annoying. I really wanted the, the he, to have a clean sheet there. I was so desperate for him to have a clean sheet, and I was it, you know was so annoying conceding that. The grass is green, the sky is blue, and Callum Wilson will always score against Brighton. True. Like, you know, it's inevitable. He, he cannot not score against us. I, I think of every single yeah. game he's played against us. Even that game, which was a nil-nil draw last season, he still scored an offside goal, which, oh no, he scored a goal that he disallowed <laughs> for high foot. So, yeah, you know, and it shouldn't did, have been disallowed. Did, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't have been disallowed, to be fair to him. If West Ham so, somehow sign Callum Wilson soon and they have Danny Ings, Callum Wilson and James Orr-Prowse playing against us, we're finished. I'm not even going to go to the game. Yeah, we're losing that, that is the kryptonite goals, Three goals conceded straight away. Yeah, exactly. It's such a weird one, isn't it? Oh, you get nemesis in football, but yeah, Callum Wilson is something about him in there. And I, I was worried. Uh, yeah, he did get his goal. Fair enough, is what it is. But luckily, it didn't matter too much. Although it did give me that little real ounce of minimal doubt. If you know, please just don't throw this away now because this would just be mm. ridiculous. I genuinely said that. I was like, this two minutes, goals is, I was like, five minutes. This is going to be a big two yeah. minutes, and I. Obviously, in that moment, you're thinking the worst, aren't you? Thinking <laughs> you realise how throw stupid away. you sound, yeah. isn't it? Anyone else watching the game, a neutral will be like, there's no way you're throwing this away, like, shut up. But being there, you're just yeah. like, oh, we're screwed yeah. now. We're oh, I'm like that all the time. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like genuinely unbearable to sit next to sometimes because <laughs> of the amount I like, almost lose my head. Like, sitting behind you last week was hilarious for the West Ham game. Like, I think I said it last week, but he was like one of those um, those like um, inflatable things outside like a car dealership. Your arms oh, are going yeah. up like that constantly. It's so funny. And 
And one thing I will say about the Newcastle game is, and, and this is before any Newcastle fans jump on this, because I've said it before, and people go like, why do you hate Newcastle Football Club? Why do you hate... And it's like, I don't actually hate Newcastle Football Club. Just like to emphasise that. But there's one person I just really don't like, and it stems back for years and years. I can't stand Eddie Howe. I don't like him at all. Fair. I, I, I like Newcastle. I, I, I can't stand Tyndall and Howe. Like, they are... They are, they are no, my do you know what? Do you know Favourite. what? The Bournemouth 2014 team wound me up. Yeah. Oh, Young yeah. I, I get yeah. what you mean. You know what I mean? Like The names it's, come back to me like it's nothing. Matt Ritchie used to do my head in. Oh, so I God. get it. I get it. It's a long running thing. Like I think there was. And, and <laughs> I think, I, think some, I was talking to some Newcastle fans about this in Newcastle when we played them away last year. And I was like, I just can't stand him. And I was like, and I think it really does come from the fact that we cannot beat Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe has like a hex over Till yesterday. Till yesterday. And I think yeah. I think the first game I remember us playing against Eddie Howe, I'm really going to get my stats out here, was in the 2010-11 season and he was Bournemouth manager and Kazenga Luwalawa scored an absolute screamer from Was this the 12.30 kickoff? It was, we it was won 12.30 Sky kickoff. We won Sky. Sky. Yeah, that was and mad. And yeah. then at the end of the game in the 90th minute, they... Uh, Bournemouth got a penalty that was about three yards out the area. But this was, mm. of course, in League One before the time of VAR. <laughs> yeah. So nobody could have checked it. And it I remember that 40-year-old f- bloke that scored as well. Like, ran over yeah, to that, um, that Steve, Fletcher. Yeah, Steve, Steve Fletcher. Steve Fletcher. Yeah, I remember that. So and I, ever since that day, I've, I, I, I've hated Eddie Howe. And, and like I said, before Newcastle fans jump on me going about, I actually got on quite well with all the Newcastle fans I met yesterday. But Eddie Howe, man, I can't can't stand him. But he isn't invariably. I will Twelve say, years. A, That's crazy. A very good football manager. <laughs> yeah. As much but, as I'm moaning, he is a very good football manager. But they bring it on themselves, though, Jack. Like especially Jason Tindall, like oh, shushing, yeah. shushing Jurgen Klopp last week when they had scored mm. or whatever, and then obviously Jurgen Klopp being able to shush back. Like, don't give it, don't give stacks until the results over or until you mm. think you're actually going to win, because otherwise he's going to yeah. bite you in the arse. And he was Confidence made to look like a mug is. once again. The one thing I will say about Newcastle, though, is the first 10 or 15 minutes just before we scored was a cracking game of football. I remember that first 10 minutes being like, this is two very good attacking teams. Like, you know, they were going forward, hitting shots. Izak looked on fire for those first 10 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, that um, 10 minutes, I thought we think? were finished. I thought we were going to lose that game I in the first thought 10. we were... No, no, just on Isak. I, I actually thought we were doing a decent job of him. I thought, I thought we did a decent job. Pretty much yeah. on top of him most of the way. Yeah, I, think, I thought apart from his moment, yeah, he had that ball across, should have done better with that really. But mm. I don't know, I thought we had him in our pocket really on a large part of it. It was large only, part yeah, of as you it. say, that first 10 minutes, it was just a bit scared. I think it was a bit of nerves perhaps mm. and Stupignani had a bit of a shocker, didn't he, last Yeah, game, he, so he was having a weird game. I think he the ball away a couple of times. Yeah, so, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he had a weird game actually, which, which shows how good we were, that despite Purvis probably having... One of his lesser games in a Brighton shirt. I thought he was his passing wasn't as good as usual, and he was maybe a bit susceptible. He got into it, I think, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think to have a, such a good performance, even with one of our best players playing at probably a lower level than they usually do, shows how good we are as a team at the mm. moment. I'm also just uh, rattled at Purvis because he is in my fancy team, and can he just team, get that yeah. clean sheet bonus? Yeah, I know, Please get him that clean sheet bonus. <laughs> but he was he was pretty pivotal. I'll in always our be opener, lost on FPL, wasn't he? mate. He was yeah. very pivotal in our, in our opener. Yeah. Like obviously Nick Pope, awful clearance, and then the way he sat mm. was it Anthony Gordon? I think that went charging in and sat him down mm. or put him to sleep on the floor. Um, yeah. And then obviously Billy Gilmore. Apparently, well, this is a fact from my dad, so I hope he's right. Billy Gilmore's never <laughs> scored a goal in professional football. No, um, no. And goal. I was when he hit it. What an absolute belt of a strike as well. So I'm, I'm obviously a goalkeeper probably yeah. should catch it, but I think it was hit with such venom uh, that no keeper would really be able to catch that properly, or maybe just have to parry away. And Pope couldn't, yeah. and because Evan Ferguson then got to tap it in. But yeah, Billy Gilmore's strike was hit so sweet. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to get a goal soon. Where the petition starts for Billy Gilmore to start shooting more because the amount of times he's got number he had a eleven, so he should West be an attacker. He's always really. in the right positions. Yeah, and he's always there. Like he's always around the right area. He, if he just shot more, I actually think he'd get a lot more goals or at least Testo Heaper a few more times. And you never know, if they keep messing it up like he did there, if you've got someone as good as Ferguson lurking around, you know, he's, more often than not, he's going to tap that in. And to be honest with you, I know it was a bit of a, you know, striker's sort of goal, number nine sort of goal, and it, it goes to like, you know, tap-ins if you're on football Twitter, but it's been so long 
since we've had a number nine there just waiting for a ball like that. Because mm. since Glenn Murray went, I really haven't seen a player, you know, Toma Hemmed in the Championship. But since mm. being in the Premier League, really, we've not had anyone apart from Murray just lurking and waiting and having that instinct. Um, as you say, Ben, earlier, those, those comparisons, oh, those with Jack, actually, those comparisons to Harry Kane, those comparisons to Erling Haaland, obviously they sound crazy aren't you, when you say them out loud. But, you know, to have that sort of instinct, you've got to be in that sort of, elite mentality to, to be able to be there. It's an instinct at the end of the day. I've always said it. I think that if you're a good striker and you can score goals naturally, then you can do it at any level. I think Ferguson's that sort of player. I still right, believe, and then even I his, believe his that second on his right Glenn foot. Glenn Murray line. could have done it at any team. But yeah, his second on his right foot. I mean, I, mean I, think, I think Blair and Murray probably scored like one or two goals from outside the box for us. But Evan Ferguson won with his weaker foot. And obviously, like I think we mentioned him dropping deep. He dropped deep to like break away from Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne had no idea what to what to mark Pascal Gross or to yeah he had he was in no man's land and Evan Ferguson from so far out it seems it seemed like it he, took an age for it to go in as well. <laughs> Which he, can, he can seriously strike a ball as well, Ferguson. Mm. Like I remember some of his goals for the under twenty ones. I think there was one he scored at Goodison against Everton under twenty ones. Yes, when he yeah. first, yes, when we I first started this. noticing, and he absolutely yeah, yeah, pelted yeah. it in. Um, and that was, and you're right, Glenn Murray, you know, for all, all that he's worth, you're very right. And the only outside the box goal I can really remember off the top of my head was probably the, uh, chip at Palace away, um, and a goal against Villa in the Aston championship. Villa. Yeah, Villa, Villa there in the championship. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, Ferguson's got everything. And Glenn he Murray was, was tweeting about, uh, he did. Ferguson after the game saying yeah. what a great player he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, he, he really got is. the window shut, didn't he? That was sort of yeah, yeah. Window. It's <laughs> so nice, actually, that Ferguson scored that hat trick one day after the window closed. Yeah. You know, that was great. What a, <laughs> yeah. what a boy. Yeah. I noticed in the replay of his, the second goal, the one that from really far out, he was, as soon as the ball left his foot, he was smiling. I think he knew yeah. that he'd hit it so well and was tucking it straight into the corner. He knew that it was in. He was already smiling. I don't, unless he just smiled, plays with a smile on his face anyway. to see your keeper off his line. I mean, I know he's got so much time and I know Burn and Chen mm. jumped off him. But at the same time, to see that keeper off their line like that and knowing that if he just gets that right and bends it into that far corner, you're going you're gonna to score. And that, that's such a good instinct to have, as I say, in that sort of two or three second window. I know it seems like a long time when you're watching the game, but it's really not. If you play football and you can see that opportunity and shoot and score, it's a good, it's a very, very, very good instinct to have. But yeah, I, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of Evan Ferguson. But it's not an Evan Ferguson show at the end of the day. I think that we all round we're very good. And as you said, Jack, about that sort of dropping deep, I actually thought João Pedro was much better deeper. Um, yeah, I think yeah. he's definitely not a number nine. I think where he's behind that centre forward, if it's Ferguson, then even better because I don't know. There's there's something about that link up. If you've got Ansu Fati coming in, if you've got you know, the Dingra, we've got so many players, but obviously Solly March and, and, and Mitoma more often than not, it's such a good combination, Jack. Solly is brilliant. Yeah. I think as well to have Pedro as number nine, it has deceived us a little bit. Yeah. He's been given the number Mate, nine shirt. Billy Gilmore's number 11. Number so yeah, yeah. numbers are out the window at this point. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not happy as a numbering. Um, you know, they're not very aesthetically pleasing. I agree. Like having a number 10 is number nine yeah. and 11 is sort of a, deep line playmaker but it's better than yeah, today because the Kingstone the Kingstonian centre back today had a number nine and I just couldn't concentrate on the game all game so all fit the match um, yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah to be fair I can't really talk I used to play in my very 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 bad days of being like 12 in school I think I always chose Number five, I played for a team called Vipers. If you're, if you're watching this from starting to Vipers, you're elite. And I think, yeah, I had number five as a centre forward, but then we had a number, another number five as centre back. I think we both just had <laughs> the same shirt, so we are both number five. Um, and it was just an eyesore for everybody involved. Um, but no, anyway, that's, that was not relevant. Um, but yeah, João Pedro, much better deeper. Uh, much mm. better deeper, in my opinion. But also, Mitoma, I thought, was quite good. Um, you know, Mate, oh my God. and all that sort of thing. That, but, that, that moment when he chested it and then just flicked it before the ball even oh. hit the floor. We'd lost our heads in the north. When, His I'm, first touch is a joke. Yeah, His first insane. touch is a joke. Like I've bash, never seen anyone flicked that it away. first touch. Yeah, big, it's a joke. Big shout I, out I, as honestly, well. I was going to say, sorry, we're all dealing with Ryan's delay in different ways. <laughs> so. You're all um, good. You're but all good. Uh, the, in town after the game, I met a Japanese fan who was on his honeymoon. If he's watching this, shout out. Shout, I can't remember his name. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> um, sorry, that sounds awful. Um, but he was really nice. Shout out. Um, I can't even remember his name. 
I showed him back to his hotel, and he oh, was God, where are you going with this, Jack? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but he, he <laughs> came over, and it's just amazing to think of the Matoma mania uh, that we have, really. And he had hand-painted a banner of Matoma himself, which really? looked amazing. Um, so he was he's a really nice guy, and it was interesting chatting to him, and it sort of shows you. And to watch a Matoma do that sort of skill must be amazing if you've travelled all the way from Japan. Um to Brighton on your honeymoon with your wife to watch Brighton play Newcastle when Matoma <laughs> does something like that. Yeah. Um, it was quite amazing, really. How Don't far we've come as a club is, is a joke, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. People coming on the honeymoons just, to watch us play. It's just insane. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I went to the Amex the other day on a random Wednesday, uh, only because I had to have a meeting, but more importantly, it was uh, there was Japanese fans lining up oh, yeah. and going into the into the club shop and I just thought this is a random Wednesday whenever I've come to the Amex on a random Wednesday there's nobody here and it, it's just it's, it's insane like the the way that the club's improved but also the the following that Matoma's got I mean to be honest with you I love it I think it's great I had a few yeah. Japanese fans sat next to me as well they're just loving it I think it's fantastic mm. the, the support they show the loyalty towards Matoma but also they're improving our atmosphere they're helping us out filling up the stadium not that we sell out every single week anyway is it so mm. I think it's I think it's great and um yeah no it's it's, 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 it's a joy to behold Karen Matoma mm. at times when that first touch we say is is ridiculous but while I'm on the subject of sort of Things that are ridiculous. Bart Verbruggen, by the way. Um, obviously, we spoke a, bit, a little bit about his distribution, um, but you know, it was a bit of a toss-up, wasn't it? When he first came in, you got Jason Steele. Obviously, was playing very, very well. Goes out. Verbruggen comes in, loses three-one. It wasn't ideal. And then you know, people <laughs> reactionary people. By the way, this isn't me, but people thought you know it's Verbruggen to blame for any of these. Comes in this week. I thought he was fantastic, but that 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 little turn he did on um, Anthony Gordon uh, was just a proof of that. could have happened to a nicer player. Twenty years old, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. But yeah, Jack Verbruggen. Yeah, Verbruggen. Like, yeah, I thought he. You know, I wasn't. I didn't think he had a great. I I don't think he was bad against West Ham. He could have done anything with the goals, but it did make me pine yeah. a little bit for Jason Steele's distribution. Um, and I thought he wasn't quite as with the long balls last week as much. But this week he was fantastic. And he, he was a little bit shaky at the beginning. There were a couple of very rushed passes. Couple but that's how away, we, yeah, but that's how we play. That's how we play. We, we're, we're, you know, we play football like that. And I think this was a game where he could grow into it. And to do a Cruyff turn, like you say, was, was as good. And it's nice to have two keepers because I think... One thing that when we had Sanchez and he's gone now, obviously, I think he dropped off when he didn't have any competition because um, Potter was, was very much a Sanchez man regardless. There was no sort of even thought of, of dropping Robert Sanchez. And I think his performances dropped off as a result there because he wasn't able to push himself like when he had Matty Ryan behind him or I think probably yeah. the best period because even, even Matty Ryan as much as people like to be slightly revisionist that he was crap the entire time. He was good for a period when he had Tim Krull pushing him. When I it was him and it, Tim Krull, there was... The, yeah, there was a <laughs> When there was Tim Krull and Matty Ryan, Matty Ryan probably gave his best performances for Brighton in the first season after promotion. Yeah. So, it's Honestly, good to it have Steve... Honestly, up how Krull never got more opportunities for us. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I used to like Krull. I, I thought every time he had a, a game, I thought he actually played quite well. And I, I'd always think it was harsh and not him, him not starting mm-hmm. sometimes with how Matty used to concede some of the goals yeah. he did. But um, yeah, no, I do I do agree with you. Um, yeah, Verbruggen, uh, I think it's... it's... I was going to say, to have Steele and Verbruggen, they both could get in the team. Like Steele, his distribution's fantastic. Yeah. He's got no reason to really be dropped. But at the same time, you can see why he's brought Verbruggen in. In terms of height... I think Verbruggen offers more from corners. I think that's what... Whereas I do think Steele is probably still a better passer of the ball. So they both have their pros and cons mm. for different situations. And it's good to have them competing with each other for that for that place. Because if they if they, if they they didn't have that competition, I expect their performances would have probably dropped off. And the, like with Sanchez. The difference between Sanchez and Steele is that mm. after that full time, Steele comes on and he's buzzing, like high-fiving yeah. everyone. Ha- happiest guy keeping everyone like yeah motivated and that sort of thing where mm. Sanchez probably just walked straight down the tunnel or probably wouldn't have even mm. turned up anyway um, and that having still still mm. still still in the changing rooms and around <laughs> the team is going to be so beneficial and yeah he's a great yeah he's a great character to yeah. have 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, I agree. And also not to mention Deserby's quotes back a few weeks ago now, but where he said that he doesn't see it as a one on two. He gets it's going to be a very controversial decision, but he wants to have two number ones. Um, I think you can sort of see that perhaps he sees different games differently. And, you know, maybe one game he sees Steel as the better option. Another he sees Bart. So I think it's not going to be one where, you know, say in a couple of weeks time we play against United and you go, Okay, maybe he started still. I'm not saying this will happen. And we go, Mabruga's been dropped. It could just be, no, he fancies still more in this opportunity. I think it's just going to be like any other position on the pitch for us. It's going to have to be a case of we're trying something different and Deserby's an innovator. Yeah, he's a modern day manager, so it doesn't really surprise me. Even my auntie was chatting to me about it today. She couldn't wrap her head around it. She was like, how can you have two number one? Surely it'd be so confusing for the defence. I was like, maybe it's quite easy to, to go down that route and probably say that, but... I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure our centre backs and defenders are going to have confidence. Whoever's between the sticks, because they're both very good keepers. I also think that, like, you can see the reasoning behind why Verbruggen has come in for these two games. West Ham obviously have James Ward-Prowse, who is so strong at set pieces. And as much as we weren't great against West Ham, he did do his job in that they didn't score from a set piece; they scored from counters. Whereas, mm. um, and Newcastle as well, they've got Dan Byrne, who is like a man mountain. And Shaw, Isaac very good well. on pieces, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he did very well at dealing with set pieces. We weren't threatened by set pieces at all. So um, I, I think we did very well. So going from one Dutchman being no, far, I did want to say, Joel Veltman filled me with so much confidence with him being back in the so team. Glad you did this. Was, he only, was he only missing against West Ham because of an injury or was he just dropped? I actually don't know. I don't bench, know. I, I he don't, was on the I bench. I find so like, it weird. Because, um, yeah, Milner got caught out. I know he, was not, he wasn't very good against West Ham, I can't lie. Um, mm. And, yeah, just Veltman was just class. Again, as per, always 7 out of 10s minimum every single time. And I think he, did, he has, has to start. To start. Yeah, he has to start. I, I don't know why I he hasn't. I don't know who was playing left wing off the top of my head. It, was it Gordon? No, Gordon was more on the... Gordon was on left wing. Uh, no, yeah, le- Gordon's on the left and Miguel Amaron's on the right. Yeah, and I think Feltman did really well at dealing with them both. I think they switched a bit, but you know, it was nice to see a proper right back back there, like a like a right. Sorry, not a proper right back, but someone who does play right back. And I just think no, you're I think right. Back to the no, best right back in right back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think Feltman's <laughs> best performances are when he's playing against a formidable opponent. Like you know, Zaha is a great player. You can quote that from me. And he dealt with Zaha superbly. And, you know, he sort of kept him in his pocket. And I think when Veltman is given a job to do like that, when they do play with strong wingers, then he always performs because he knows what to do with his job. Yeah, he turns I think a lot of people were complaining about potentially someone slandering Joel Veltman. I can't remember who that was. So I saw someone on Twitter saying he's slandering. I'm not an episode I was on. Yeah, it was an episode I'm on. No, I think we were. I think I was joking about his his wife. Um, obviously complaining about not getting enough love from Brighton fans. Oh like yeah. And I was so, trying but, to say, but, make sure you watch this. But other other than that, you know, I think he's a great player. So, I'm saying. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see him. Yeah. I'm and sorry, go I'm going to go on another tangent. Another right back that came on, and we saw a glimpse of what he has backed in lockdown. Lamptey, he beat he beat a few men to the ball, and he showed his rapid self, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And that was really refreshing to see. Um, Ryan, I know you wanted. We both wanted to talk about yeah. Lamptey, but yeah, you talk about Lamptey. I was going to talk about a little T because T-L-B. I've little got to admit, that cameo 
was was very very reassuring and and not just so much about you know all this sort of thing but also just to see him back with a bit of confidence I feel like when he was out of the team for such a long time and then came back I feel like he'd lost a lot of confidence going forward um I, I don't know if even De Zerbe's going to see him as a bit more of a winger he didn't put him in right back did he uh he put him up a bit more advanced and it worked quite well actually um sort of his, his darting runs past Danburn and it was always going to get past him to be honest on that day but I, th- I feel like he might be a bit a good <sighs> it's hard to call him a winger but I feel like he could be quite a good sort of wide option perhaps I don't know where that would be mm. but mm. he's very 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 quick as we know but also his ball in is actually very good too yeah. um, I think that that's going to be very handy for us particularly in latter stages of the game with all these fixtures we've got but and he nearly... Tarot Lamptey mate I'm, I'm so glad to see him back because just, you just love him don't you everyone loves mm. Tarot Lamptey I think it's impossible not to you nearly set up Matoma as well just at, towards the end that would have been a nice touch if he managed to get an assist there but there were yeah, a few times yeah should scored he... really Carew Lockdown Lamptey is still there and we've been we talk about it quite a bit on the podcast of how much we want to see him back because he's an unbelievable player when he's at his best so to be able to have him to utilise him for all the games we'll have in Europe as well and that sort of thing um, like you said late on he'll be such a massive impact like imagine Lamptey running at you when you've just done 80 minutes against our other rapid players and our, the way we pass the ball out they'll be knackered anyway our opposition so when they've got Lamptey running at and they'll be shitting themselves and he's such a such a great weapon to have on the bench it's great to see as well that we have so many fast players. Like I think there was a period under Potter where uh, my mate Joey always used to moan about it, but and he was right. He did bemoan that no one was particularly quick. Yeah. Neil Lope was our quickest player. <laughs> yeah, or like you know, Yahambash as much as you know, he he was okay. Um, <laughs> he he um, he wasn't the quickest player as much as he was a winger. You know his position, and he wasn't. We haven't for a long time had these sort of rapid, quick players. And now we've got five or six of them. Yeah. You know, the last one I can remember is mm. bloody, you know, maybe Will Buckley or Kazengaloua Loire. Like, that's Buckley, the last time yeah. I remember having a, yeah, like a winger who just sort of put the ball down and would almost, I remember them like overtaking players. Whereas now we seem to have about six different players who can all do that. And Lamptey's yeah. just another. I remember starting. Card. Yeah, I remember starting this podcast and. Like back then when we started this podcast, Matt say that's like four years ago now. Mm. But I remember that Lamptey sort of cameo, and we were just going mad on me that that game against Newcastle. <laughs> Funnily, Newcastle, but mm. it was that I think it was that Newcastle game. We beat him three 0 yeah. wasn't it? St James's, yeah, and he just ran them ragged. He did against away, Leicester. He? Yeah, there was a few games in there where he really just really proved his worth. I think really quickly, and I, I feel like it was a bit of harsh for him really because it was in a time where. You know, obviously during COVID, there was no fans in. Everyone was getting overhyped on social media because oh, there was only Bayern Munich, form mate. Do you remember? Actually expressing their opinions. Yeah, yeah, Bayern. They wanted him with Alfonso Davies, so it all was just a massive rise from in about a few months. Um, but it would go to show, you know, he's a quality player. Let's face it, he's a quality talent. If we can just keep him fit, and as you say, Jack, it's that it's the pace that you know. Although it might sound a little bit of FIFA sort of thing, you know, but uh, to have that pace in the team, it, it's going to help us so much in the particularly in this last stage of this long season we've got, you know, wearing down these teams, being able to bring on another quick player that can that can get around defences. But yeah, Tarot Lamptey, top man, very, very happy to see him back yeah. in the team. Good to have him Hopefully back he can stay fit for a little bit longer as well. Very good to have him back. Um, do you want, I want to just say about um, Van Hecker a little bit more, just because I wanted to touch on Dunk, because I feel like there's, there's so many players to pick out at the minute, but Dunk probably won't get any credit um, compared to everybody else. But I feel like... You look at Colwell for Chelsea the other day. He obviously let through that goal for <laughs> Forest. So what? Yeah, whatever. He's Someone said he ran yeah. like HS Tiki Toki. If anyone's ever seen HS Tiki Toki, <laughs> that's, that's a violation. It's yeah. so funny. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Um, but yeah, no, it was a oh, it, it was a me. mad moment from Colwell. Um, but mm. more importantly, when people are alongside Lewis Dunk, as we've seemed to say for such <laughs> a long time now, Jack, they just seem to look a lot better, don't they? Yeah, like. I don't know. I think, and I don't. I don't want to be uh, too harsh on Webster because I do still think he's a very good player. But he did. He did have a shocker last week. I think he would probably even admit that himself. So it was nice to see that Van Heck was given the opportunity. And funnily enough, I actually uh, on the way to the West Ham game met Van Heck's family on the train because I had my Brighton shirt on with Van Heck and they wanted a picture with me. Which <laughs> oh, that's was, class. Uh, quite oh, yeah, entertaining. Um, so that was quite funny. Um, I do really like Van Heck. He's sort of. 
you know, he, and I, I tried to say it in the nicest way possible, but I don't think my translation from English to Dutch came across. And I said, like, he's, he's a very unpredictable player, but in a good way. You know, he can do, I don't think a lot of us saw him as the person who was going to pocket Haaland or the person who, you know, mm. you know, he kept Isaac quiet for a lot of the game. And the only real mistake he had, like you say, was against Callum Wilson. And because Callum Wilson has to score against us, you know, or time and space collapses. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good play from Callum Wilson. More so, um, but, it, you know, I think Van Heck's a very good player and it's just another good side of our depth. And we haven't even seen Igor yet. We haven't even seen him touch the pitch yet. Yeah. So, um, and I also, I've always quite liked Lewis Dunk on the left side of the defence. I think we often, I think Cole yeah. was a very good left-sided player, but that's where he used to play when he was alongside Duffy. Because um, Duffy was the right fitter, and you know that's probably most Brighton fans when they go back and think of like some of our all-time best partnerships. It is Duncan Duffy, so he played some of his best football in that position next to Duffy um, on the left side. So it'd be interesting to see if he sort of sticks there. So it'll be interesting to see. So yeah, yeah, agree. That's it. Really. He's just he's just class, isn't he? I think when you've got someone that is as good as Lewis Dunk, as as mm. experienced now as well, that you know the man he's sort of become since he was the one who used to score own goals every mm. week and was a bit of a laughing stock at times. You know the the man he is now. He's just an elite sort of defender for us. He's he's very very good. He deserves his England call up. It's worth mentioning as well because I don't think we've mentioned that. Didn't get a chance to show it, did he? Last time where he got called up, I think he got pulled out. This time, hopefully, at least he gets the game. I, th- I think we've got Ukraine and Scotland, didn't we, in a friendly? Yeah. So uh, it'd be nice to see him in a qualifier because I'm not being funny. He's got to be starting over Maguire, um, <laughs> but he won't, but he should be. Um, but it would be nice to see him in, in an English. It'd be quite show, fun to see him to, play with Colwell again. Yeah. That would be quite a cool to see Dunk yeah. Dunk the right Colwell there. Yeah. I saw something about Colwell and I saw um, a, a Chelsea fan. It had something like four or five thousand likes or whatever um because they get so many likes on their tweets when they put something stupid on but they said that when as soon as badia shields back he, there's no right to start him and they don't want him to start and that had a Jesus. lot of likes a lot of views a lot of people agreeing well Mate, levi what, what you done pal? didn't we say on this podcast didn't we say on this podcast how long will it be until they turn against <laughs> one of them they've turned against yeah. colwell how long will it be until they turn against moises i don't even know nor should I really care. Mate, but it, hit, it was Kai Sayers' mistake that led to the goal, the Forest goal, which was the funniest part. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It won't take long. It won't take long because uh, this it is such a weird thing, isn't it? Here, like we've almost got something that's so right where everyone just looks so much better than they potentially are. I think Basuma's now proven his worth at Tottenham. Yeah, ben White's definitely. done quite well at Arsenal, although he did get spun again by Marcus Rashford, but that seems like Every an time. annual thing at this point. That's like, um, that's like but, Callum Wilson scoring yeah, against us. That's just, sort of that just happens. It's Callum Wilson, isn't it? He plays against Rashford, gets done. It's just a weird one. But yeah, um, yeah. as I was saying, sorry, on a tangent again. But yeah. So everything at Brighton just seems to look better. And I don't know what it is, how you pinpoint it, whether you put it down to system, whether you put it down to owner, whether you put it down to the uh, manager. But then everyone said this An amalgamation of well, them all, right? So, it's, an, it's everything put together, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think I you're agree. right on the system, that some players don't work in certain systems. And you can't just buy, and this is why we've done so well in so many years, is that we've... We, we buy players for the system. Chelsea don't necessarily do that. Like Cole Palmer, odd signing. Are they just so buying odd. him because so they can? Spiteful, I mean, mate. Yeah, are they just buying him? I, I get why City sold him because it's pure profit for them. But to Chelsea, what 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 does he realistically believe he's going to get more game time at Chelsea than he does somewhere else? So, yeah. Yeah, that, the squad has got about 60 bizarre. players, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just strange. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Agree, um, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's a good weird for us because, as I say, the more it happens for us, the better. Because at the end of the day, if player goes off and flops, one, it's funny for us fans, but also, I, I don't know if there's any particular incentive whether it ever will be. Yeah, or it's, not. More, I don't it's more know, case studies for us. That some if you leave, if you leave, right, it's not as great on the other side. Mate, you've got to be looking at that. Yeah, yeah. and as we said, he's a, he's he's a, he's clearly got a decent, a, you know, quite well grounded family around him I, I I think and I don't know the guy but just based on sort of how he speaks and how he seems to um, go about his career he doesn't really seem to care about anything else apart from what he's doing yeah I and mean he made he made the smart you know, choice he looks yeah. at that out there and thinks what would I do that for he, made he seems sm- to have a good team around him like yeah. I think from the whole Kaiseido saga we've 
probably seen that he didn't have the greatest of teams around oh. him advising him on how to do stuff. Whereas I think Ferguson has a very, very good team of people around him. Um, I think Basuma, though, you touched on that briefly, that he's starting to do well for Tottenham. I think that's because, you know, one of my things I'll probably admit to more and more as the season goes on, I really like Ange Poskakogli. I think he's a really good manager. I think yeah. he's got a really good system of playing. Very likeable Yeah, and I think he'll he'll look at Basuma and he'll go, oh, I can fit him in. And he was a great player. And as, as much as probably he left under the not the greatest terms, that we all sort of got a bit wound up then. But on his day, he was as good as Caicedo um, when he was really flying. So maybe not quite as good, but he was up there. No, definitely. For, for levels. So, yeah. um, but sorry, yeah, go back Ron to Ferguson. Just copy Pep, mate. Such a good quote. <laughs> can't be a bit, mate. Uh, go back to Ferguson. Like the pro- best example of him having a good team around him is when he had the choice to play for Liverpool or join us. He picked Brighton. Mm. Like he could have easily any. I imagine like ninety nine time ninety nine players out of a hundred that are at that age and have an opportunity to go to Liverpool would probably select them. But he thought mm. I've got a good p- path- pathway here to the first team, and he made that decision when he was what fourteen fifteen. And now he's banging hat-tricks in the Premier League at 18. An unbelievable company, by the way, yeah. for teenagers that got hat-tricks in the Premier League. Michael Owen, three. Robbie Fowler. And then I can't remember who the other two were or who the, one, the other ones. But yeah, mm. unbelievable company to be in. Um, yeah, I reckon we should yeah, talk do, about do. Europa League draw now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, just to yeah. finish it off, I wanted to finish now. Um, but that yeah. was going to be the end, sort of penultimate thing, Europa League draw. Um, I'm not doing Marseille. <laughs> but I probably will go to Amsterdam. It could be a lovely safe place um, to go. Really? Lovely city as well. What? I don't yeah. I, well, uh, to be honest, I will. I will say because we'll probably get someone watching this. I, th- I think you know. I, I tried to say this to someone on Twitter about Marseille, and ev- every city's got bad areas. Um, it's not. It's not. You know. It's. It's like any city. London's probably one of the worst cities for crime in Europe. Yet mm. we go to London most weeks. Anyway, we've all seen Lansing. Yeah, we've all been to Lansing, so I would say that it's another Lansing jab. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's football, isn't it? So um, I don't know. I'm 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 happy to go to Marseille. I'm going to all three, so it's fine. But you know, uh, Ajax, Athens, and Marseille—that's going to be a hell of a uh, hell of a couple of. Trips. Ajax is going to be some memories. Like yeah, this. yeah. Ajax is going to be some. Memories. It's going to be you know, insane. This, for the. But I was, I was going to say, like, everybody's going on about Marseille is going to be tasty. Ajax are a bit tasty on their day when they want to be. So, yeah, you know, true. and nobody's worried about that. So, you know. But if we, we could, we could not yeah, have picked, I'm, like, three better away trips, or at least two, like, going to Athens or Amsterdam. Like, if you, if I had to pick one out of all the teams, I would have picked Amsterdam. I think a lot of people would yeah. have. And the fact that we're going to be going there, we'll be walking down the red light district and bump into Mike King and yeah. Jack Albion, it's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable scene. Yeah. Oh, Doing mate, some business. I was saying that before. <laughs> I was like, the one, the one I want to do is is Ajax. It was just, it was that one you want to do, isn't it? I, I've obviously missed the joke because I've got such a mad delay on my side. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I'm probably glad. I'm probably glad I've missed it. To be fair. Yeah. Just want to do a P- um, PSA. If my mum's watching, I won't be doing any business in the red light district in Amsterdam. That is not something that is on my agenda. Can't see his hands point. on camera. No. Be. No. Okay, can't right. see it. But yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I'm anyway. Carry on, Ryan. If for, for the audio listeners, Jack was uh, crossing his fingers, um, just in case you couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, Amsterdam's yeah. going to be brilliant, Ryan, isn't it? Goodness. <laughs> Where was I? Johan Cruyff Arena, iconic. Mm. I'd love to be there. It would be good. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, just, just, to, just. I think it was that one, isn't it? When it all came out, you say you want to go to Ajax. It would be great fun. Mm. Rangers as well would, be, would have been quite cool, just because it's a bit easier to get to. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, first um, world problems think, there, lads. Um, yeah. Like you know, moaning about know. who we haven't got in Europe. I know. You know, when we've I, got. We've, we've it's got just mad, isn't it? How much yeah. we've changed. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have. When I saw who else is even in the in the thing, is there? Yeah. Sorry, when I saw Ajax and um, Marseille in that group with Pot 2 or whatever it was, I thought maybe it's group, or group B, I don't know what we're in. And I was thinking, oh, that, that's the group. Like, I just knew that that is the group we're going to get put in. And when we, when, we, yeah. when we did, I was like, oh my God, like, it just hit me that this is real now. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we booked mm. up Amsterdam straight away, really. And I cannot wait. It's going to be an unbelievable trip. I'm, and I'm there's going to be so many Brighton fans yeah. out there. It's going to be incredible. I'm happy we didn't get the other couple. So I, I, um, I probably I haven't been on the podcast for a while, so I haven't even been able to tell you about the spreadsheet. 
um, <laughs> which I created for the. How long is this going to take, Jack? We've got not long, not long. Um, yeah, come on, Jack. I and go no, to so I, I did all the all the all the potential options, and they sort of fell away more and more. More of the impossible ones were disappearing, like Belarus didn't fancy there because they'd invalidate my passport if I visited the country, the home office, or you know, Kazakhstan with an 11-hour flight away. There were two left, and I don't think I've ever celebrated more than when Karabag and TSC Bakatopola were not in our group because they are impossible to get to. So these ones, I'm booked up. I'm going to them all. I'm looking fully forward to it. Um, Athens, never been before. Beautiful city, I'm told. I'm around a corner from the Acropolis in a hotel, so have a look around that. You know, Marseille and... I am doing the song and I am getting the boat, the train and the plane to each of the uh, destinations. So I am doing so the boat the to song? Amsterdam. Uh, well, Cause you know, what's it? We're on our way. We're on our way. We're on a boat. We're on a plane. We're in a car. We're on a train. Anyway, it's, you know, I heard that one. Fine. Just me. Um, and, Is this uh, what you guys so, get up to in the Southern Rail offices? You just see yeah, 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 exactly. transports on. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go. Yeah, around. this is their banter, mate. They're just going to joke about where they're going to go for free. And um, <laughs> So I'm doing Amsterdam on the overnight ferry, Marseille on the train, and then flying to Athens. So it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. You're you know, mad. This is the dreamland, really. You know, this is... This is yeah, it is. When I was watching us away at Huddersfield and we lost 7-1, I don't think in my <laughs> wildest, wildest, wildest <laughs> dreams did I ever think that I'd be booking a flight to Athens to watch my yeah, own no, very true. club play. And that stadium looks amazing yeah. as well. The That's AK a great note to end on, Jack. That is yeah. very nice. It's, 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 you know, what, what, a, what yeah. a few years and what a weekend we've had. Because I did say, you know, we've had such a good weekend yeah. of... I thought we'd lose because I just thought that's the Brighton way, isn't it? You know, sign one of the best young players in the world, get an amazing Europa League group, lose 2-1 to Newcastle. Yeah. Had it all switch around as well. That's what I don't like. When As soon as I saw yeah. it switch ends, I thought we're done. It's a bit like that we, is the one thing I don't like. When we unveiled Jao Pedro, when we lost, we were like 3-0 down at half-time to Everton and it's pissing down. Oh, it was 5-1. He won, we, yeah. we switched ends for that game as well. Yeah, but it was yeah. half-time when so, he got unveiled, like, I think, and then he came out and we were losing and everyone was just moving yeah. thinking, what an awful game. And mm. Yeah, but um, luckily, Ansu Fati yeah. got to see exactly. us back the, the Geordies. The, the only thing I will say about the group, just quickly on that one, is as much as there will be some great trips, like Amsterdam, it's a, it's a tough group. It's a tough group yes. to get out of. You know, AK and No Mugs, they, they finish high up in their league. They're probably seen as the easier team, but, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a high-performing Greek side and mm-hmm. the Greek side contains Olympiakos and some very good teams. Um, weirdly, Andre Gray plays for a team in the uh, yeah, he does. Greek league at the moment. Um, Marseille, you know, they're one of the... Yeah, which is a weird one. Um, they're the one of the best... French teams, you know, the French league is is not a mugs league. They dropped out the Champions League, didn't they, Marseille? Yeah, yeah. so they started Champions League. Were they close to it? And they, start, it? they started Champions League. I think they lost to Panathinaikos to uh, to not qualify. So they're not going to be mugs. Although reading a lot of Marseille Twitter accounts and stuff like that, they're not very impressed with their team this season. They think I was going to say. Un- yeah. Low performing team, um, which is because, it's because they're a huge club. You know, Marseille are a massive club in, yeah. in, you know, their stadium holds 60,000 people. Mm. Um, so them not performing will be them, you know, finishing in the Europa League. I actually also, Jack, should be the top. Yeah. quite yeah. similar to Marseille. Like they've lost some big, big players. They lost Timber. Yeah. They lost Kudus, obviously. They lost Alvarez. Yeah. Uh, I think that they've, I'm missing one as well. They they've signed Chubarakpon though. Okay, then we're finished. Yeah, so we are finished. <laughs> and we there are is nothing, nothing players who used to play for us like doing more than scoring against yes, us. Yes, very true. But so, I think um, I when we yeah. did... Especially at their place, a loud atmosphere. Yeah. I thought yeah. we were going to drop straight into the Conference League and I think in third place, take that, win the Conference League, bosh. Mm. But... I genuinely do think we could get out of this group now. I'm much yeah. more confident, especially obviously... Oh, yeah, we'll, after get, we'll, we'll get out. We'll definitely get out. We'll get Why out, not? I think, well. to be honest, I don't think it's that unreasonable to say we'll win it because I think mm. that, you know, look at how we play, mate. Come on now. Like, we're a good team. You know, a lot of people, if you're if you're abroad and you were looking at Brighton, you'd be saying they'd be unlucky to not be in the Champions League this year based on how they play in the last end of the season. So mm. I think it's, it's not unreasonable to say we'll get out of this group and, and, and even get into the latter stages. I think we're, we're a very, very good team. Uh, we'll definitely be ones to watch, especially in the Europa League. And, um, but yeah, I think I, I've, I've got a lot of confidence. I've got to be honest. And, and I uh, think the, the Caxton Arms was buzzing. 
It's, it's oh, yeah, the live Brett event. Mendoza, the one to do that. Um, I just wanted to shout out Brett because he, he 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 put a lot of work into it, and I feel like he get, he needs to get his shout out, which yeah, is, a very he didn't shout. really get enough, in my opinion, in my humble yeah. opinion, anyway. Lovely um, man. He deserved, met, he deserved more than he did. I've met him many a time. He is a lovely man, and his pub is very nice. He's top. Um, I'm not not paid to say this at all, but he is <laughs> he is a very nice man. I think he gave me a free tuaka once. Um, or I didn't pay, I don't know. But you know, it was a really nice operation <laughs> there. And um, yeah, it's it's great. So, But you're saying that we could win the whole thing. We're second favourites. We're second favourite in the competition. I don't... If you go on the oh, gambling right. sites. Yeah, so... I, th- I literally um, just looked. I'm on Skybound yeah, as we right. speak. We're, we're actually fourth. Are we um, fourth now? Well, joint third, sorry. Joint third. So you've got yeah. Liverpool, uh, then Roma, then it's... Oh, it's actually four of us all the same odds. We've got Atalanta, Brighton, Marseille, Villarreal all on the same odds. But I did see the same. I did see the same all of us being Sevilla second favourite well. somewhere. But it's obviously changed a little bit. Uh, no, Sevilla. Yeah. Sevilla, it's Champ- Sevilla, really, isn't it? That's. They, they but Champions they'll, they'll probably just drop. They'll just drop oh, down. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll probably purpose. drop down. Though. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they win it anyway. third yeah, in yeah. the Champions League. When they get in their Champions League group, they go, lads, we're finishing third. We don't want to finish in the top two. We got to drop into Europa League yeah. yeah. again. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, they've got Sergio Ramos signed today, so I don't know about that yeah. one. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us, um, ladies and gents. I say ladies and gents, I, you know, who knows? But yeah, thank you for joining us, Jack and, um, and Ben as well. Um, yeah, we'll see after the international break. It's going to yeah. be a bit of a long break lovely after break. all this sort of madness, isn't it? It's, lovely, lovely it's a bit break. of a like, you know, a bit of a lull after the after the craziness. But, we'll but it's, always good, it's always good to win. It's always good to win before. It's always good to win before the international break, though, isn't it? That's a massive, massive dub. It is. Yeah. Um, and Old Trafford, yes. roll it on. We will be there. And um, before then, if you're only playing anything like this today, and Jaden Sancho's recent statement, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, what um, was yeah, that all about? Then, thank you very much for joining. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, I didn't even get <laughs> our news. I was like, Ryan, explain it to me. No, no, finish the thing, and then you the can do it of- afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've lost. I've lost so many points today in this delay. It's ridiculous. Um, but but hang on, let me just get up this Sancho thing um, because then otherwise I feel like I've let everybody down. Um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be hang on, Fabrizio Romano, I'm finding you. Whilst he looks, whilst Brian looks, uh, Jack, thanks for coming. Here we go, got it. Okay, very last minute again. What's oh yeah, you, Ben had to ring me, but you know I'm all, I'm always here. Yeah, I'm fighting his... the sacking allegations. Tom's. <laughs> um, I'm psyching the sack. Uh, uh, couldn't say anything there. It's so been an hour, just, Jack. Don't worry. Oh yeah, it's been. I'll, you know, this was meant tired. to be a quick. Anyway, this was meant here's to be a quick um, episode. Jayden Sancho. Half an hour. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jaden Sancho. <laughs> right. So. Um, I don't even know what's happened, but I think he's been dropped. I think Ten Hag said that he would been dropped because he wasn't good enough in training and he just didn't deserve to play. Um, whereas Sancho's come out and said, please don't believe everything you read. I will not allow people saying things that is completely untrue. I have conducted myself in training well this week. I believe there are no reasons for this matter. that I won't, There are other reasons for this matter that I won't go into. I've been a scapegoat for a long time, which isn't fair. All I want to do is play football with a smile on my face and contribute to my team. I respect all the decisions that are made by my coaching staff. I play with fantastic players and grateful to do so, um, which I know every week is a, it's a challenge. I will continue to fight for the badge no matter what. Interesting. More importantly, I know a place, Jaden, where you could just stay if you really wanted to. Sure. Um, I believe it's down by the south coast and you'd do a very good job under the Serbia, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's a very weird situation over at Old Trafford, as seemingly always every single always. year now. But um, they're a weird club. We will finish above them. I'm telling you right now, we'll finish above Manchester United. Um, but anyway, that's it. You don't have to believe me, and <laughs> I'll come back to this, and I'll say, and I'll say we have because I just think they're a mess, and we're better than them, and I just do, and I don't care what anyone thinks. And this goes back to the Billy Gilmore thing, which you all looked to me a bit like, oh really? But then again, Roberto Deserbi said the same thing, so look, I guess I'm on the same wavelength. But anyway, <laughs> until then, <laughs> we will see you. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, comment below something. What are you going to do, uh, Jack? Comment what below. Where we think we're going to finish in Europa League. Actually, if any Marseille fans are watching this as well, uh, comment any nice craft breweries in Marseille because I'm struggling on some craft breweries. Good ones in Athens and Ajax. But any in Marseille, be nice to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine we we actually get a Marseille fan that comes back with some craft 
craft ales and lagers for Jack. That yeah, would be, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. <laughs> if not, yeah, just say Brighton on the way to Europe or something like that. Something classic. Yeah. All right, and boys. I think the, the craziest thing I said today was that we're finished above United. Anyway, thank you all for watching. <laughs> we'll see you very, very soon. And yeah, until then, goodbye. Peace. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.